Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Hoffcast. We are in a new year, and it's a brand new episode for your listening pleasure. Are you having a good 2019 so far? Is it everything you hoped and dreamed? We're only a couple days in, but most of it I've seen on social media, some of you people have already <laughs> said, "On oh, to hell with 2019. I'm over it. Bring on 2020. Uh, and uh, that's not me yet. That's not me. I still have hope, uh, as does my guest, uh, our first return guest to the Hoffcast, my good friend, Neil Anderson, sitting in his home in Maine. It sounds weird to say that by itself, Maine. It sounds weird. I feel like when David Letterman would have this remote office and it was in the middle of nowhere... I think I'm the remote office in this podcast right now. You know, but he always said, like, out into Wahoo, Nebraska, or something like that. And I was going to say yeah. your hometown, but then I was like, you know what? That's kind of a small hometown. Maybe I don't want to, like, blow up his spot like that. You don't want to blow up my spot like that. <laughs> so we're not disclosing <laughs> where in Maine. You're going to have to search the whole of Maine to find Neil. Speaking of blowing up spots and finding people, so I was contacted by my <laughs> Czech relative recently. This is a great your story. Czech Czechoslovakian relative? Yeah, it's the Czech Republic now. Czechoslovakia is like the sure, USSR. Sure, but your Czech relative just sounded funny. So Maine, and I have no good relatives as far as where they live. <laughs> he contacted me, and I, apparently there was my great-grandfather, and he owned land there, and then he moved to Florida like when he was young. But Sounds he like a it. scam. He contacted it's you. It's like a reverse her? scam. No, it's a reverse scam, because now the government's saying, unless you can prove that he died and you knew about it, we're just going to take that land back. It's been 100 years. We've had enough. taking it. So he asked me if I could find a death certificate. So I've been trying to search him out. You're trying to find whose death certificate? It would be my great-grandfather's brother. And what? You're just trying to find this online? Yeah, well, it's kind of hard. Well, the thing is, so he died, I think, in between 1985 and 1990, but he had a very Czech-sounding name. I don't think there would be too many people with that name in Florida, so I'm trying to find him. Oh, so he's living in Florida at the time. You're not dealing with overseas death certificates. No, that's why... But they, it that's sort why of my, is because it's Florida. That's why my relative contacted me. Yeah, he's asking if I could help him with that. Okay, because he wants to take this land back. It's really hard to find people before the internet. Like if they their yeah, whole it, life was before the internet, they're hard to find. 85 to 90. You know who has it? I'll almost guarantee the Mormons. Mm. This person was not Mormon at all. No, 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 no. But you know what they do? Mormons have uh have information on everybody. If you if you go to their website and you type in his name, I'll bet you his social security number pops up on their website. Happy New Year. Contacting the Mormons. Yeah. Yeah, go to the Mormons, my friend. They... Do they have a web page where you can just say, tell me, like, uh... what? get this person's file out? Can I have it, please? I think it's like johnsmith.com. Or is it Joseph Smith? Like I screwed this up when I was in. That I've ever I screwed heard. this up when I was in uh, Salt Lake City. I think I said John Smith, but I think it's Joseph Smith. I think it is Joseph Smith. Isn't that the guy that found the book in the ground? Yeah, and with the seer stones and the whole thing, that's how it began, right? <laughs> I have no idea. I have so little idea. And I like started to talk about it on stage when I was doing uh, the comedy club in Salt Lake 
uh this summer and then i was like oh i'm out of my element let me go back and everybody's like yeah you, you don't know anything <laughs> I, I actually have a fair number of mormon relatives but I, mostly i know about mormonism because of that south park episode yeah well which i mean i'm sure they've done it a million episodes well they did the book of mormon after but this was a while ago and it, it was kind of musical as well you can tell the music that their broadway show was coming if you saw this episode but um I'm pretty ignorant about that. I guess I'll just look up johnsmith.com, like you said. I'll tell him Nick sent me. <laughs> no, but I think I think Sarah found it one time. Uh, some of our listeners are probably yelling into their headphones right now because they know the answer. Uh, there, there is some website where you can type like anybody's name in, and it'll give you the information about them, and it's through the Mormon Church because that's they like cultivate all that stuff. All right, I'll look it up. I'm glad that I brought it up today. Then thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Interview's over. Thanks for coming on. Um, we I don't know what you guys do for the holidays, uh, but here I'm re- currently recording in Indiana, and her family just, they watch tons of movies. They, that's what they do in the holidays. Like, they do everything during the day, but then the sun goes down, and they're like, it's time to watch a movie. So they will just ramble through Christmas movies and anything that's good. And we were watching, last night we watched The Green Book. Have you seen this yet or heard about it? No, I haven't. Green Book with Viggo Mortensen uh, and directed by Peter Farrelly, even though it's not one of those like goofball comedies. And it is great. It's, Are he and Bobby on speaking terms still? I do not know that. Uh, why? Did they have beef? I don't know. I thought they always did everything together. Peter and Bobby? Yeah, but I think they're kind of branching off a little bit. And Peter's been doing some things. Uh, I know he acted in that movie uh, with... Um, uh, Larry David a few years ago that was that HBO original it was like Clear History was the name of it which is also a funny funny movie if you haven't seen that it's uh, Larry David John Hamm, Kate Hudson and then just a bunch of people come through Peter Farrelly uh, who's the guy from uh, Eastbound and Down oh I know who you're talking about curly yeah. haired guy Will Farrell's friend on um, it what's that guy's I name I know exactly who you're talking about son of a gun this is the most frustrating episode of the Hobcast for our listeners. I'm not going to web crawler that, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so he wrote and directed this movie based on a true story from this uh, pianist, this African-American pianist from the 60s who was touring the South, and he uh, hired a bodyguard to go down with him, and that's the part uh, from Viggo Mortensen. And I'm going to go on record and say it was the best movie of 2018. Really? What do you think about that? You know, actually, uh, Hugo is old enough now. He and I went to see the new Spider-Man movie, and that was the only movie that I saw Into in Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, it was really good. I've heard that's really good, but it looks weird to me. Like, it's, what, everybody can be Spider-Man now? No, it's not everybody can be Spider-Man. That's the Spider-Verse. The, uh, well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but basically, like, you know, alternate dimensions, different Spider-Man are brought into the story. Okay, yeah, because I've seen some of the ads like around town and stuff and i i don't know that i saw the trailer but it's weird because there's like all these different looking spider-men and spider-women right i mean you know they they do a good job of explaining it um but like during the movie hugo just kind of turns to me and he's like dad this is epic and it is epic it's really fun how old's your kid six he's six and he's using the word epic he did he said this is an epic boss fight 
<laughs> His frame of reference is six years. I'm 36, and I don't think I'm old enough to know what epic really means. You should see this movie, and you'll know what it is, because he was right. Well, I, I, I like how you just came in and undercut my sale of the Green Book, <laughs> where I was like, this is the best movie of 2018. You're like, guess what else is the best movie of 2018? This well, it's, no, but epic. I was going to say, it's, it was my favorite movie of the year, but it was also the only movie that I saw. Is it really the only movie you saw all year? You didn't yes, see is. the Solo movie? Was that in 2018? Oh, I did see that. Maybe that was the other movie Okay, I saw. so which one's better, Solo or Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse. Really? Just hands yeah. down? I think so, yeah. Did you like Solo? I enjoyed it. Okay. So Spidey-Verse is really good, but it's all weird animation, right? It is different. I've never seen a movie that looks like it, but it you know, it didn't bother me. It, it kind of goes back and forth between sometimes the, the New York City looks very real, but then it can get, you know like pow and zap and letter like words are flying by like you're reading a comic book and things like that um it gets very comic booky sometimes which was also i thought great you like that style it was neat if you watch the trailer you can just pause it anywhere and almost any frame looks like a nice piece of uh art i mean it's just really i think it's awesome okay all right well i'll check that out and if you get time check out the green book i highly recommend it it's a feel good it's a feel good movie and how many? How often do you get that anymore? I'm all for that. I would like to watch it. Can I watch it with Hugo, or is that like for myself? Um, no. I think it is rated R. I I don't think it's a Hugo and you. I think it's okay. like a like a Kate and you. Okay. Yeah, because Spider Man was PG, and he like he sat on my lap. He had the dad seatbelt, and I think he was just old enough to enjoy it. Okay. Maybe I'll take uh, Indy. Yeah, if he likes superheroes. You know, there there is a lot of action actually, but it's got, you know, it, it's got a, like a good message and good characters, and it's I enjoyed it. Okay, well, okay, we're gonna go with ha- this Hoff recommends. I don't know if I'm gonna play. I've got <laughs> I've got a theme song now with my recommendations, so I don't Can know you if sing I sing it. I've never heard your theme song. Could you sing it for me, please? Uh, well, you're gonna have to go back and listen to one of the last. Actually, it doesn't hit every episode. Uh, I, it, it's Indiana singing it. It's not me. It's oh. me playing the guitar in the worst way possible. <laughs> it's like I strung three chords, and he sings it. So hopefully I'll play it at the beginning of this episode. So you can go back and listen to the first ten minutes of this, and you'll hear it. Hopefully, okay, if I went back and edited, if I put it in. If I didn't, then you just wasted ten minutes listening to the thing we just did. Don't think twice. Take his advice. This is half recommends. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, okay, so I, we will go ahead and recommend The Green Book, and I trust you. You know you know what I like. Would I like it? I think that you would. If you're up for a superhero movie, I think you would really like it. Because you like some goofy movies that I don't like, but you understand which ones those are. Yeah, no, th- I wouldn't say that this is a goofy movie. I think it's actually a really good movie, um, and... Uh... No, the art style, you know, the art style isn't bothersome. It's not like in your face. Um, it's just different, a little different than what you've seen. But who, who I, I did it? It's really enjoyable. The guy who did the Lego movie, I think. Oh, really? Phil Lord, is that his name? It sounds yeah. right. Oh, I just got a notice. Bob Einstein just died. Who? Do you know who that is? Uh, he was uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. You ever watch that? Sure. He's Albert Brooks's brother, like in real life. And he was like, he did something in the 90s, like Crazy Dave or something. Super Dave Osborne. Did you ever see that thing? Oh, he was Funkhauser. 
Yes, he's the satirical stuntman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He just died. Oh, that guy did. He he wasn't that old though, was he? Seventy six. Oh, I guess. And his voice died thirty years ago. <laughs> oh, I think one of my he was really good in that show. But I always remember that joke that he told Jerry Seinfeld that was just filthy. <laughs> yeah, when Jerry was in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Jerry's like, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I really didn't expect it to be that revolting. It doesn't say what, how he died, but uh, but he's gone. So this is We're breaking back. news for the Hoffcast. This is the oh. first time that's ever happened. I don't like that news. Yeah, no, it's not good news. It's It's not great news. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the people that were auditioning against him. And then they're like, you know what? <laughs> Screw him. Now you got a shot. I've had that thought before coming out of casting sessions. Where I was like, you know what? I don't mind if that Screw guy him. dies. I never saw him before. If I never see him again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and obviously, I don't really want somebody to die. But, you know, if, really. if they could, like, lose if their voice to. for a week or two. Yes, exactly. I want to be the guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was a distraction. Sorry for the ADD distraction. Okay. So Hoff recommends go see uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? That's, yes. Okay. And then also see the Green Book. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It looks boring. The trailer makes it look boring. It's not a good title. I laughed really hard. And you know what? The Green Book has very little to do with it. It's kind of a it's a weird title for the movie. That's the one thing I will say is yeah, I I don't think the title really quite fit. I think um but it's based on real life characters and so there maybe there really was a green book, but they only referenced it like twice. It wasn't like the main theme of the I you know, they probably could have come up with something else. But uh other than that, very highly recommended from the Hoff cast. Uh go see the green book. And um, that does it for this uh, edition of Hoff Recommends. Play the theme song again. There we go. I don't know if I did it or not. Because uh, <laughs> it takes effort to go back in. Normally, I don't really edit these things. Normally, I just put them in and then like throw the music at the front and the back. But if I have to go in and look here, in fact, I'll write down at 15 minutes. That's when I'm supposed to put it in there. Uh, that'll make it easier on me because then I don't have to like scrub and search and find it. Um, so I'm sure I did. I, I'm sure the listeners are very happy with me and my commitment to giving them the best possible product. Does Indy know he's on your podcast? Yes, he was because Neil, baby Neil, sings the intro now to my podcast. And Indy came up and he's like, hey, what What about me? And so I was like, oh, you can do this. And we did that one day. And so now I just have that recorded and I just put it in there. I like how you have your family in a lot of your work, kind of like your album cover. Oh, yeah. Well, that that that's my life. This I like it. that, though. That's cool. I think your kids will be proud one day to be part of the podcast. I hope so. I hope they don't look back at the breadth of my work and are like, you know, Dad was a jackass, and we all knew it. Some celebrities protect their children. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know what? This brings up a good point, and I, I posed this uh, a few weeks ago online is like what are we allowed to show of our kids without their permission or the, is this going to come back to bite us in like a me too movement sort of way like i was i posted a video of neil because i we we're just sitting in the house and all of a sudden we just hear a christmas carol being like yelled from the bathroom 
And so I grabbed my phone. I could tell he was on the toilet. I grabbed my phone. I hit record. And you can hear him singing as I'm walking toward the bathroom. And then I turn the corner. And he's sitting on the toilet taking a dump just singing a Christmas carol at the top of his lungs. And he looks at me as I come in. And he just starts giggling. And, like, his privates are, like, down in the hole. So you don't see privates. But you can tell he's on there naked. So I posted that. And people were laughing at it and thinking it was funny. And then my sister was like, hey, do you think he's going to be embarrassed one day that you put that up there? I think there is a lot of sharing going on right now. A ton of sharing. Not only of yourselves, but of other people. And I wonder if one day, you know, we're not going to be hit with lawsuits as like, my dad did this and now I can't get a job because look at me. Well, I'm not, but you will. Yeah, just you, not me. What do you mean? I haven't done any of that. I haven't done a single thing with my children online. You know, they don't even exist. You know, you, you are, uh, you're borderline a like creepy absence from the internet. <laughs> uh, like, like you have a murder under your belt and you're hiding <laughs> in Maine in the town. You don't want me to say out loud. It. I know. There are some people. It does that make just, sense when you say it that way. See, there are some people that just avoided the internet, and I, I think that's there's a good section of that in what you do. But there's also this little bit like, if I didn't know you, I would assume that you have a shady past. Thank you. Based on the amount that you're online, what yeah. do you have to say about that? Well, like we were talking about earlier, I, I made a concerted effort not to have Facebook on my phone. Something about that. Makes me feel a little bit uneasy, so I don't have it. Yes, I, I think that's a great idea, by the way. I don't like that I have Facebook on my phone because I check it too often. I click it, like, even... I found myself, even on airplanes, clicking it. Like, I I don't have any service, but I'm still clicking it just out of, like, habit. And ooh, that's how that you know... That sounds like a problem. Ooh, that's a big problem. And I honestly don't know if I would be on Facebook very much at all if it wasn't for comedy, but it's a great way to, like you know put things out there like i recorded a video a couple of weeks ago that i thought was funny and so i put that out there uh you know to share you know to try and entertain and and uh give people content and so it's a good platform for that it's good it's not great but um but i i don't know it there's an addiction to it that i think we all got to kick mm-hmm. which i'm i'm proud of you for not doing that well, we were kind of right on the edge. Like, we were in college when Facebook came out. So Senior like, year. Senior year We were kind of, of grown-ups. Well, I think that maybe where I went to school, it, it, we had it a little before you did, possibly. No, you didn't. I think I had no, it. Uh, no, Yeah. No, it came, it was made in 2004. That's, yeah, see, our, that was, that's our senior year. It was like fall of 2004. I think I had it earlier than that. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? I probably did, knowing me, and then I realized what it was, because I saw it when it was in its juvenile state. Yeah, well, when we got it, it was like at 16 schools or something. Yeah. And I remember... No, we both probably had it at the same time. But, you know, it's like we we were adults before we had it, and we were fine. Right. Well, I'm glad that we didn't go through college with all this posting. Or high school. That would be way worse. At least in college, you kind of have an idea of what's a really dumb idea. Right, right. No, I still see people our age making huge mistakes, posting like too much. Oh, that's that you didn't need to have this meltdown in a public forum. But yeah, if we'd have had it in high school, do you, can you imagine the things you'd have said on there and then it's just there forever. Yeah, I probably would have to move to a small town in the middle of nowhere. So, you don't post anything. Your wife posts a little bit. 
Um, yeah, she does. Do you think that there will ever come a time when that's going to come back to bite us in the ass? Maybe not you, but other people where like their kids are going to sue their parents for things they posted. Probably already happened. It very well could have. Or, or or sued somebody else. Like I don't like it when comedians sometimes post like pictures of like look at this goofy ass guy at the airport and they'll take a picture of him. I don't even do that. I think that's not right. I agree. I I don't know why I was reading it recently, but I saw something about like Peter Dinklage has two kids. One of them he's never Peter like, Dinklage know- is the yeah. uh, is Tyrion he's on, Game of, on Thrones. Game of Thrones. He's the elf in yeah. Elf. Well, no, he's not an elf. <laughs> Damn it! That's Will Ferrell. He's the writer that's a little person who gets mad at Will Ferrell for calling him an elf. Yeah, he's in all kinds of stuff. He seems like he must be a cool guy, I would assume. He, but he has two kids, apparently, but like he was revealed. He'd gone out of his way to reveal nothing. Like No one even knows if his second kid is a boy or a girl. He's done a great job. I don't think that's great. I think that's creepy. I think that's creepy. He's hiding his kids from the public eye because he beats them. D- <laughs> He lives in a big city, though. Hey, I mean, I'm like, putting Pete on blast. Do, do you want all of New York City to know who your kids are and just, like, knowing the psychos that no, enjoy your work? No, that's true. That's true. I get it. I, I get think it. Think about your... Yeah, think about that. But how has he done that? Certainly they have to come out of the house. Does he? Is he never Probably with not. them? Who knows? Maybe he dresses them up. I mean, I have no idea. Are they... Mustache and hat? Are they um, normal size? I know you're going to ask. I know what you're asking. <laughs> well, why didn't you just answer it? What? That's the whole point. Nobody knows. Huh. Are you like insinuating he could put him in his pocket or something? No. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, I don't think. Uh, he d- he no did one the knows. Voice. That's the whole point, though. That is the point. Nobody I was watching knows. something the other day, and he did the voice of it. And uh, I, I mean, like from a long time ago, and I was surprised. They're like, hey, that's Peter Dinklage. I can't remember what it was. Well, he's been, what well, he's been working since he was very young, hasn't he? I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but Elf was two thousand three. That's fifteen years ago. I think he's been working for at least twenty years. Like, anyway, he's done tons of stuff. Seems like a good guy. I, I'm following his lead on this one. As far as the world is concerned, I maybe don't have children anymore. <laughs> and then does Kate share your your wife? Kate, does she share? Your opinion about that? Well, you know what you do is if you put a picture of them online, like on Facebook, you don't put their name as a tag. You put, like, the parent's name. That's what we do, yeah. And I talk about them on here, but I, yeah, I I try and guard them as much as I can. I can't find the thing that he did. He's the voice of something, and you go back and you're like, oh, that is. I mean, I almost want to say, like, he's in an episode of Friends or something. Like... As just he a probably voice. Was. No, 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 no. He's he's in an episode of Seinfeld. He is a voice who calls Elaine. He's the morning wake up voice on an episode of Seinfeld. Who he's the wake up service for Elaine, and she kind of like falls for him for his voice. See, he's been at it a long time. Yeah, because that show went off the air in '98. So mm-hmm. that, we're talking 20 years ago. He back yeah. when he was dropping it. In your intro, by the way, you sounded like Jiminy Glick there for a second. And uh, I like Jiminy Glick's intro of Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, just a Jerry Seinfeld from the 90s. <laughs> Somebody else just did that. Oh, that uh, Zach Galifianakis did that for uh, In Between Two Ferns, his YouTube show. <laughs> it said, 
Jerry Seinfeld, like, under it, uh, when he was sitting there, and then, like, they put the super up and said, Jerry Seinfeld, funny from 94 to 96. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 And and Peter got in on that, so he's been working a long time. Way before he had kids. So maybe that's part of it is just that he saw what happened to other people. So how do you even know he has kids? And how do you personally know that he has kids? Well, I read it on the Internet. I have to believe it's true. See, so you're on the internet a little bit, but you're just, you're just peeking. You're on the, you're on the voyeur side of it. You're not allowing anybody in. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's not a two-way mirror. It's one. See, my internet's a window. I'm an open book. Come at me. Mm. Well, don't come at me. I may be screwing everything up right now. This could be an entirely wrong. When this podcast blows up, my friend, people are gonna search you out. You're gonna be like, uh, people trying to find Bill Waterson. And uh, yeah. that dude, see, that dude's got a creepy level of internet presence. And you're borderline, my friend. You're borderline. Like, I think Bill probably killed someone. I take all this as a compliment, by the way. I'm enjoying everything you're saying about me. You, you're enjoying the fact that I, I take into question the fact that maybe or maybe you didn't strangle uh, one of your flatmates in college? No, I, I like that you're saying I'm... I'm leading my life like Bill Watterson and Peter Dinklage. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, I don't know, man. Bill Watterson, I he's with every year that we don't see him, something in my head turns a little further away from Calvin and Hobbes. For those of you who don't really? know, Bill Watterson was the uh, creator and uh, architect of Calvin and Hobbes. He was the uh, yeah. the writer. Which we read, Hobbes. we just obsessed over for many, many years. Absolutely. I guess up until now for you. I still do. I guess you At, stopped. But now I kind of, I'm starting to spite him a little bit for not, like, coming forward with anything. Well, maybe, you know, it's like he's done it this long. I guess it would take a reason for him to change his mind, right? Like, what, what possible reason would that be? Just that it's, like, enough is enough? I guess, but what's the reason for giving people so much of what they wanted and then just fading off into nothing? Well, and I think he also has an unhealthy amount of cats, so I think that adds to it. If you and well, his if you and your family be... got a family of cats, then I think I might add on top of your like internet creepiness. Well, I think his, ultimately his legacy is going to be um, a little boy peeing on Ford logo and a Chevy logo. <laughs> that's his legacy wouldn't you want to go away if the world saw everything you did and pick that is that what people think of that i do most people not know who calvin is and they just see oh is that that character that's peeing on the chevy logo do you think that's most people's experience with it i think at this point it's possible a lot of people don't know that that's calvin but it's hard for me to say like i'm well that strip ended in what 95 must have been something like that. Because I remember going to a bookstore to get it. I mean, it was before Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'd get those, uh, the, what were the Scholastic News or something in yeah, in elementary school I, where you could order the book? I think I went to Prairie Home Books. Wasn't that what it was called? Uh, Prairie Books and Gifts in Hastings. Prairie Books and Gifts. Nebraska. I went to Prairie Books and Gifts and I would just window shop there all the time. And that's where I got all my Calvin and Hobbes. Did you ever order anything from the magazine in school? Like, you know how once a month you'd get a magazine and the teacher would be like, here, order this and I'll get uh, a free <laughs> a free Wendy's yes. burger. Yes, I did. I remember that was kind of exciting. It was very exciting. That was that was uh, Amazon Prime before Amazon Prime existed. Mm-hmm. That was that was how we got stuff. And you'd order it and then like three weeks later it would come. And they still have the book fair at elementary school. Do they? Um, yeah, yeah, they still do it. Huh. 
It's been a while since, what, your kid does it? Mm-hmm. And do you go and you buy books? Sure. Can your kid read? Yeah. So is it now how do you get around saying things? Because right now we still spell things around our kids like that we don't want them to know. Uh, oh, it's it's kind of adorable. So he will spell stuff. And, you know, for the most part he gets it right or else it's obvious what he's saying. Don't worry, I'll just bleep your kid's name out, by the way. Yes, exactly. But then number two <laughs> child will come along and this child will try to spell things afterwards and it's pretty adorable. Yeah. Well, he's what? He's three now? He or she is around that age. The second child is around that age. Yeah. God, yeah, I love Leo. how we're just erasing you like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, no. <laughs> from the 90s. Yeah, is three. And um, it's it's really great because he, he has so much confidence when he is spelling these things. And it's kind of like a little kid's artwork. It's really hard to fake that if you're an adult. Like the confidence and just the complete error that he exists in when he's spelling things. Yeah. It's kind of... I enjoy it. <laughs> so he tries to spell when you're trying to spell or what? If, you know, if you're trying to spell something out, like, can I have some D-E-Z-R-T? Sure. And, you know, then we'll try and talk about it. And I think Leo kind of knows what he's talking about. But then he will just start spelling all kinds of stuff. If I start to spell something in front of Sarah, I will always have to respell it. I'll say it because once it and then, no, no, I'm right. But she didn't know I was like bursting from words into spell. Like, I don't like give a warning. I'm just like, hey, do you want to go to D-I-S-N-E-Y-L-A-N-D? And she's like, what? What? And I'll always have to do it twice. And then there's a piece of me that's like, why should I have to do this twice? Get on board with what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, so there's one family where we go to the sensory gym where they are kind of like, they just are alternately bilingual like you know from word to word they'll go back and forth and that always amazes me you mean like spanish to english yes like a language is not english i'm not not talking about spelling words out no but they they like speak to their kids in two different languages but within the same sentence yes exactly i think there are some words they prefer they think they're more descriptive and so they'll do that and oh that's kind of that. messed up i th i kind of wish that i could do that oh that's the other interesting that's the funny thing that kids do is like sometimes when he writes like Without having to think about it at all, he will just naturally take a word, and every letter will be backwards and like a mirror image of what it should be. Isn't that dyslexia? No, it's like, it would be like if you took your name and you held it up to a mirror, and you were able to write it like completely inverted. Sure. Like a lot of kids do that. But I, it's like, I don't know how he does it. I've tried to do it, and it's really hard. Okay, yeah, Indiana will sometimes reverse things. Uh, let me ask you this. With... Uh, your kids, have you ever looked at them when they were young? Like, my little one is about to be eight months, and she's starting to, like, become fully formed. But mm -hmm. a few months ago, I was looking at her, and I was like, I, you know, there could be something seriously wrong with her. Like, the the eyes, they're a little goofy. You ever yeah. look at your kids like that? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, you know, a lot of times the question is, like, does it look more like the mom or the dad, or who is it? Sure. And, um, I can't um, do that. I can't. I oftentimes can't see it. Unless it's an exact replica, I oftentimes can't see it. I don't have that. You're, you were an artist growing up. You were someone that could, like, draw well. I never could. And I think there's something in that, like, people just see the world differently. And I think you and, like, Sarah see something spatially, and you can kind of tell the, you know, the sizing of the nose and the spacing of the eyes. And I don't see any of that. I just see an idiot child. You'd so you don't see yourself at all. 
<laughs> no, I was describing myself. When I look in the mirror, I see an idiot child. Oh, that is yourself. Okay. <laughs> that, I'm talking about me now. <laughs> We're off the kids. <laughs> Get back on board. Um, I look at my kids sometimes. I'm like, I don't know if you're all there. Sometimes they'll say something. Sometimes the, my middle child will just jump into he's speaking complete gibberish. And I'm like, wait, did you fall and hit your head? Or is this just you being funny or weird? I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't know if he's like going to ever kick it. <laughs> if like he just slipped into nonsense world and now I'm going to be wiping a chin for the rest of my life or if he's just being funny. Little kids have strange senses of humor too. Also, he started saying, and I don't know if he saw it in one of his shows, he started saying Boonagok and he like will yell it. And so then we started calling him that. I'm like, are you going to eat all your all your peas, Boonagok? And he'll be like, nope, not going to eat all my peas, Boonagok. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, we better find out if that's like a bad word in any other language <laughs> before we start yelling it out. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be out in public like calling him that and then have some Vietnamese person walk past me like, what the hell did you just say? Well, we still have the Google the little Google thing in our kitchen and Hugo will still go in and talk to it. And sometimes I'll catch him. And the other day he was in there and he was asking, he's like, Hey Google, what's Kiki Jalami? Kiki Jalami? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. What if he asked you, Hey Nick, what's Kiki Jalami? Go ask your mother. And then what if I told you that he was trying to get it to play a song? (laughs) Did you ever get to the bottom of it? Did Google know what he was talking about? Yeah, I think it's a Drake song. He says, Kiki, do you love me? (laughs) Your kid is hipper than I am. I don't know what song that is. So we don't know what they're saying, and they basically don't know what adults are saying, especially like Drake. It's crazy what kids will pick up, because, yeah, they'll they'll say things like that they just heard us say in passing. We didn't know they were listening. Like this week, uh, Sarah's family were at their house in Indiana, her, her parents' house, and they just had to put one of their dogs to sleep while we were here. We didn't tell them, like, oh, we're taking the dog to the vet and he has to be put to sleep. But they were talking about it, like, kind of around, and Indiana was walking around. And then he, he kind of asked, he's like, hey, where's Gus? And I said, he's with Grandpa. And he goes, did he take him to the vet? And I said, yes. But I didn't want to, like, say more than I had to because I didn't want to get in this whole death thing. Uh <laughs> Um, because he get, he like cries when we throw away a used Kleenex. He like gets attached. So you were to feeling him out. Like, why do you ask? About well, that? I didn't know how much he knew already, and how much he what he was thinking about it. And now, I mean, it's been three days now, and he hasn't said anything. I don't think he recognizes that Gus is gone. Uh, but I, he knew something was happening, and he was kind of like curious about it. But he definitely doesn't know he's dead. Yeah. Otherwise, he would be asking me tons of questions. You're right, though. They can be very matter-of-fact. It's like, oh, I see the family dog is dead now. And they'll be like, I understand. But if you tell them, like, you can't wear a tank top out because it's negative five degrees, they don't understand that at all. (laughs) Right, right. And I also don't know that he understands death completely because the video games he plays, he just comes back. Like, sometimes he'll watch a movie. I remember he was talking to Sarah one time, and he watched some movie. He was watching something, and Sarah started to cry because, like, one of the characters died. And he goes, don't worry, Mommy, we'll just start the movie over, and he'll be alive again. 
And I don't think he understands that because I don't want to be like, oh, we put the dog to sleep. And then like later he's like, here, I'm going to put my little brother to sleep and kill the little brother. I don't know that he has that brain capacity to not do that. That's kind of sweet, though. Like, let him think that. What's wrong? Just start the movie again. They'll come back. No, no, no. The killing his brother part. Oh, that part. That's my fear is one day I'm going to like walk in. And he's like, hey. I stabbed this person. I'm like, what did you do? He's like, no, it's no big deal. We'll just restart it. Uh, Yeah. And then we got these tears. There's a horrible episode of The Walking Dead when the little girl, spoiler alert, like kills her sister. And she's like, don't worry. She'll come back happy now. And it's like, oh, God. I haven't seen The Walking Dead. You know what? I've fallen off of it a little bit. (laughs) I I have a friend in it, but uh, I I stopped watching uh, HBO's Barry. I don't know if you've seen any of that. It took a dark turn, mm-hmm. and I'm just not into it. A lot of people yeah. are talking about this movie on Netflix, The Bird Box, and in the first five minutes, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, this lady like throws herself in front of a car and just like explodes, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to see this. I don't need this mm-hmm. darkness in my life. Most war movies, I can only watch once, and then I don't want to see them again. Like Saving Private Ryan, that moment where they. That dude gets that knife like slowly put into his chest. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the Hebrew hammer. Yeah. Where the other guy's like watching it happen and mm-hmm. he just is petrified so he can't move. But a knife He's is just, slow. Like, shushing him. Ooh. Ooh. That, that bothered me. It still bothers me. And I saw that, what, mm-hmm. 10 years ago? Uh, California just passed a law. There will not be commercial sale of dogs or cats anymore. What do you think about that, the sale of animals? I think it's probably a good call. I think there are a lot of animals that need homes. I mean, I feel like I wonder if one day we're not going to look back at everything we're doing with dogs and cats and stuff and then feel bad about it or, or reverse our, our thinking about it. Cause I saw at the airport, they had like a bomb sniffing dog. I'm kind of like, well, that dog is just like sniffing for several hours a day. You know, what, what does he get? He doesn't get any compensation. The person walking it around is getting paid, but what's the dog get? So if they're going to have a drug sniffing dog, don't they kind of like get it hooked on drugs first? Is that something that I just saw on a TV show? Or do they actually give a dog a bunch of cocaine and then it's like, ooh, I really like cocaine. I'm going to go find some more. I don't know. I've never heard that before in my life. Do you think that's possible? There's no way. How would those animals know what they're looking for if they haven't had a little taste? Well, they smell the cocaine, which I guess is how you take it. Which is how you... (laughs) I, I think it's more than cocaine. I think those animals are sniffing out bombs and drugs. I don't know if they have a separate dog for drugs and a separate dog for bombs or what. I think those dogs are on a whole lot of drugs, and that's their compensation. But also, I've never had drugs or bombs in my suitcase. I'm always nervous when the dog comes by me. Because it's a coked-up dog. (laughs) It can smell my fear, and it thinks (laughs) thinks that powdered donut is cocaine. It's like a big bumblebee with teeth. Also, I'm, I'm fearful of that dog that it will find something on me that I know that I don't have, but then you start thinking, well, what? You know, what if I like I ran my suitcase like over a puddle of cocaine? No, like a puddle <laughs> like, of cocaine. <laughs> maybe as I was dragging it, or like the Uber driver's car had like something that attached, adhered itself. It wasn't a seat; it was just cocaine. It was just <laughs> merely a big uh, trunk full of heroin that has mm-hmm. now sullied my suitcase. You're just covered in it. Because <laughs> I'm not afraid of dogs, by the way. I'm not afraid of, like, I think I could take any dog out there. Any dog out there, one-on-one, I'm taking it. Uh, huh. I think I'm going to get screwed up. Like, I, I, I'm going to, I'm not leaving without bite marks, but I also think I'm going to be the survivor. I think the I same thing about a wolf. I've seen some videos of those dogs. They train to protect people. 
and they just run at you at 100 miles an hour. They grab you on the shoulder, and they pull you down in a heartbeat, and it's over. Right, but I don't know. Like Outside of it, like getting a lucky stab at my throat, don't you think that you would be able to finish a dog off before it finishes you? That sounds weird. I don't think it sounds that weird. Because people are terrified. Like, I've been out in, like, Canada, and they're like, hey, just so you know, you walk around here, there's, like, lots of mountain lions and some wolves and stuff. And mountain lions, yes, that, that thing will destroy me. Uh, but, mm-hmm. like, a wolf, I've always kind of felt like outside of a pack, wolf one-on-one, okay, yeah, I'm going to be bit to hell, but I'm going to, you know, collapse its larynx before I'm gone. I don't know, man. All wild animals, you see them in person, they're a lot scarier than you like imagine. I know, even squirrels, I think, would mess you up, probably. <laughs> Any animal that looks at you and gets angry, it's more intimidating than you expect. I don't know. I think I could take it. I think really? I could. Yep. Yep. We went to a farm, and there was this donkey, and they used it to protect all the other animals because it was really belligerent. The donkey was protecting was, all the other animals? It was really, really intimidating. Yep. It, got it was angry. an intimidating donkey. Yes, it was. <laughs> what was so intimidating about it? Did it just have like know, a jacked up look? It was making scary look? noises and like showing you its gums. And it was it he hawing. It was making these really loud fart noises with his mouth. And Did it perceive you as a threat? Yes, it did. It did. It must know your internet presence. Like, this guy doesn't have Facebook on his phone. Get him away from me. I know, exactly. He's like a non-person. If he's not Snapchatting my face right now, I don't trust him. I, he had no clue what I ate for dinner the last night, and he didn't know what I was about. <laughs> he didn't like it. Uh, and for those of you who didn't just get that subtle jab from Neil Anderson about all your uh, food photos, letting you have it. Yeah, that was the donkey, and it was intimidating, and he scared a lot, and then I tried to act like I was brave, like I could take it, but in the back of my mind, I thought I probably couldn't. All right, well, I do you have do you have like five more minutes, or, or you got to go? Sure. Uh, I wanted to pick your brain. I wanted to see what you felt about, I don't know if you're keeping up to date with uh, the new trouble from Louis C.K. I don't know if you've heard about this. I think I saw Pete Davidson made some crack about him. Was that about a recent event? I don't know what Pete said. He Yeah, he was... Oh, was it the school shooting or something so, like that? Yeah, so there was leaked audio... Uh, an, a leaked audio clip of Louis C.K. at a comedy club, and somebody recorded him illegally and posted it. And people like the New York Post and other places—I I don't want to say New York Post. It might—I can't remember who it was, but big, big things picked it up. I think TMZ picked it up and were playing it. And he does like these three minutes about uh, gender, you know, issues with people, and then the in the Parkland kids shooting. Uh, and like the kids that are on the news and stuff talking, he's like, why do we have to listen to you? You, you didn't get shot. Like that doesn't make you interesting just because something (laughs) happened around you. And then he was, uh, and people were up in arms about it. And I've got a lot of feelings, but I, I I guess if you don't know anything about it, I don't want to put you on the spot with it. I thought maybe you had gone down. I haven't heard the recording of what he said or anything. I just kind of, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I did see he said something about those kids, but, uh. So here's the one thing I will say, uh, and some people were up in arms about, uh, you know, were the jokes good, and can you joke about that? And then I saw a couple people post, which to me was the big issue that I had, was that it was illegally taped. So, 
uh, you know, comedians, they work out jokes and they're not perfect on the first time around. And, and uh, oftentimes you're dealing with a difficult subject and you're trying to make it funny and it doesn't always work. And uh, so my biggest thing was, first of all, somebody recorded this and then I don't know how news organizations were allowed to put it up and, and just put it, put it out there. Because I see your I see your point. The last I heard, you're not allowed to record somebody without their knowledge, and and that's what you're doing when you do that. And comedians are very protective of that time when they're developing material. You know, it's not to be put out there yet because it's not ready, it's not finished. And mm-hmm. and so then anybody that said the jokes weren't even good, well, he's working on them. And people that said we well, can't joke about certain things, I kind of disagree with that. I think I think anything can be made funny. You just have to do it. And if it's not funny, then people are going to take offense to it. And I think that's where... Um, oh, Ricky Gervais had a good quote about that, saying, you know, you, you can't make fun. That's not funny. That's not material. You can use it for comedy. He's like, no, actually, you can. Someone will give you feedback. You listen to the feedback. You either take it seriously or you just, you know, say, screw you, buddy, and keep doing it anyway. And he's like, and that cycle repeats. And he's like, I like that cycle. <laughs> By the way, Ricky, also in the last week, gotten some hot water for using the N-word. On Maybe that was why. an HBO show, uh, <laughs> and it was funny because it was again it was Louis C.K. This was from 2011, so some people were like, "Leave the past in the past." Uh, but you know what? If you if you're on tape saying some crummy things, then uh, okay. The Kevin Hart thing, kind of like, how long do you hold on to? Well, that's a li- yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. It, you can dig things up, but I don't think you like. He lost a job because of it. I think you go and you ask him what you feel like and and entertainment is a weird thing anyway because where where do you draw the line like okay so if right. if you played so ed norton in american history x played a nazi essentially right mm-hmm. so is should we hold ed norton accountable for saying those things for entertainment purposes should we hold the writer who wrote those things that ed norton said accountable for saying those things or do we consider it art so we let it pass uh you know what what gets passed off as art and what do you take you know as something else there's this weird division and so i don't like this like mining of old things but uh it was just this kind of like crazy clip of louis ck using the n-word and Chris Rock was there, and he kind of seemed to think it was okay that Louis did it. Although you, I saw him pause. People were giving Chris Rock hell. Wait, on, Louis did it or Ricky on Gervais? Twitter. So it was it was a roundtable discussion about comedy with Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, and Ricky Gervais from 2011, and and this was like a deleted clip from that like they came Mm. out with a special and this wasn't a part of it this was like a deleted portion of it but they were they knew they were being filmed and everything and that it was going to go out like and and louis used the n-word chris was like describing louis as like having all the worst traits of a black person and then louis said the n-word uh and chris laughed and said yeah you are and uh and then Jerry said, I don't think he should be allowed to say that. He's like, I don't think he's gone through enough to be able to say that. And and Louie and Chris are like, well, we say this in our act. We say that word in our act. And then Ricky kind of laughed. He goes, see, they say we don't say that in our act, Jerry. They say, and then he said it. <laughs> and Jerry goes, well, you just said it. 
And Ricky See, you was know, like doing yeah. this maniacal laugh as he was saying it. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that laugh. But those are that's kind of the characters that those guys play like, you know, on their when they do stand up or like in the show or whatever. They're kind of being the characters. I I listened to the thing the guy did at Columbia, you know, who um what was he one of the writers for Saturday Night Live or something like that. He did they got like kicked off the stage at Columbia University. Right. Because... That was Okay, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Well, I was just going to say I, I I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I I think I listened to one of the jokes that they thought was particularly bad. I didn't think it was bad at all. Neither did I. And I can't remember the exact uh It was something like like um like a gay black people. It's like why would you Obviously it's not a choice. Why would you choose to make your life even harder as a black person by being gay or something like that? Right. Right. Yeah. And people were up in arms and the school like pulled him off the stage. Yeah. I I I read that it happened first and then later on I saw that joke and I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's why. <laughs> Somebody didn't like the joke. <laughs> um yeah, we we've become pretty sensitive as a society where we're kind of reverting back to some old school mentality of like you can't say anything to hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I'm just sort of of the opinion of like you got to take art for art. And they, you know, right. Well, people, you know, even like reading Huck Finn in high school, people always debate, like, should we read this? You know, there's a lot of, like you say, you know, using like words to describe black people that are not very nice. And yeah, is that just the way people talk? Should we should we not talk about that? I don't know. Do we hang on to those types of things? Oh, that crying is in my house, isn't it? I thought that was your house. Nope, that's you. That's you, oh, big daddy. I think daddy. that's my children. <laughs> oh, I was I was over here thinking, like, when are you going to do something? All that's right. That's my kid. Well, we can we can end this so that you can go make sure <laughs> there are no deaths in the house. <laughs> uh, but we'll get back to this. I, I think this is a discussion worth having. Um, so I'd like to dive into it a little bit more when you have more time. Yeah, that'd be great. I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for having me. Cool, man. Talk to you later.